Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. It's Christy Dole, your host. Uh, Today's conversation is around a topic that comes up a lot with my clients. And I think that I'm going to break it down into a lot of different ways for you to think about. And I'm sure that you're going to be able to kind of put yourself in here and really ask yourself how this applies in your life. My intention is that you walk away really understanding a new way of being. So let's get into it. Today's conversation is about what kind of hard is the right kind of hard? What kind of discomfort is the right kind of discomfort? What kind of uncomfortable is the right kind of uncomfortable? I come from the school of thought that there is no black and white to any question we ask ourselves. There's no yes or no right or wrong. There really is so many areas of gray. And this topic is the same, right? So just imagine you're someone that walks through life and says, I never want to feel uncomfortable. I never want to feel discomfort. I never want to feel pain. Anything that's hard, I'm just shying away from. Just imagine that that was your mindset. And that's how you walk through life. Now imagine you have that mindset and you go to the gym and you're exercising and oh, here comes a little bit of discomfort, right? Let's imagine you're doing your 10th rep of you know bicep curls and that 10th rep, you're starting to feel that burn. You're starting to feel that discomfort that usually comes right at the end of reps that you do at the gym, right? And they say, what's interesting is they say it's always the last few reps at the gym that actually is building the muscle that you're trying to build. So imagine if you were someone that anytime there was discomfort, you stepped away, then you would never really see any progress at the gym. And that's the same thing in life. If you are someone that never wants to have any sort of discomfort, have any sort of friction, have any sort of, um, for lack of a better word, pain in your life, then you're never really going to be growing. You're always going to just be staying where you are. And I didn't create this paradigm, but what I have found in life is that in order to kind of ascend, level up, move up, you know, build muscle, build stronger relationships, you know, uh, build self-love within yourself, there are some moments where that friction is happening. You know, there are some moments where it's uncomfortable. There's discomfort. Now, in the case of the gym, right, because I, I this, this gym analogy is, is really good because it really moves into all areas of life. But in the case of the gym, if you're feeling the kind of pain that's sharp and piercing and it feels like your muscle snapped or something, obviously, that is not the kind of pain or discomfort that we want to lean into. And only you know that within yourself. But if you're feeling that burning sensation, that kind of muscle fatigue sensation, that is the kind of discomfort and pain you want to lean into because that's where you're actually building that muscle. And it's the same thing on your personal growth journey. There's going to be things on your personal growth journey that are uncomfortable, that cause you discomfort, that maybe feel painful, but in order to let go of a part of yourself that's holding you back or in order to move forward um, 
from an old story or an old pattern that you have in your life, it usually does require some level of discomfort to get there. And the discomfort isn't unhealthy for you. The discomfort is just you rubbing up against that old part of you and moving past it. So I'll use an example today of a client that um, messaged me and just let me know that she was feeling rage today. She was feeling rage. And what her words were, she says, you know, I'm just going to push through it and take care of things I need to take care of today and, you know, hope, hope it's not there tomorrow. And I thought to myself, how many people are doing that very thing with their rage or their pain or their sadness or their shame or their depression or their anxiety? Like how many people are just waking up every day saying, yeah, this thing is here, this thing that hurts, this thing that's hard, and I'm just going to push through it. And it really reinforced me coming in to have this conversation today because there's certain things that are hard and painful that are actually healthy for us. And what I want to teach you today is discernment. Discernment is really, actually, while while I have you here, let me look up (laughs) what discernment, what the definition of discernment is. So we have... Yes. Okay. So the dictionary says that discernment is the ability to judge well. Um, So it's the ability to judge well. So it's the ability to judge for yourself. Is this a good kind of pain? Is this a bad kind of pain? And here's kind of how I do it is if something is uncomfortable or giving me discomfort or painful. And by the way, when I use the word painful, I don't mean actual pain, like somebody, you know, taking a knife to my gut or something. I mean, emotional pain or, you know, that sort of thing. If something checks those boxes and are those things, I'm asking myself, what is the end goal here? Right? What is it? Why is it that I'm doing this thing or not doing this thing that is causing this pain or discomfort or uncomfortableness? And what is the end goal? Is the end goal to just hurry up and move through it? Is the end goal to create a new habit or a new pattern within myself? Is the end goal to make somebody happy? Is the end goal people-pleasing? Is the end goal to be like, oh, look at me, look at what I did, right? There's so many different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's so many different um, originations of why we do things, intentions, hopes, purpose of why we do things. And only you know that for yourself, right? As a coach, I can tell a client, you know what? You really need to lean into your rage today. You really need to feel it. And here are the tools I can help you. But the client, only she knows if it feels safe for her, if she has the emotional support outside of me to help her with that, if she's going to be able to um, get through that. If, if she's, you know, she has to ask herself, is rage something that is holding me back? Is rage something that's bubbling up in other parts of my life that it actually would be really healthy, really good for me to sit through this pain? Or, you know, did my dog just die? And the thought of having a rage practice will just send me to another level that is unhealthy, right? Only she can know that. And so, discernment is the biggest part of deciding 
is this a good kind of hard? Is this a bad kind of hard? I'm going to give you guys some examples in my life of things that maybe aren't hard for you, but they were for me. Um, things that I say, nope, I'm not doing that, even though it might look like it's the right kind of hard. So here's a couple examples of times in my life when I did things that were hard and uncomfortable, but necessary. One of them is when I have given my mom a boundary. I've like officially given my mom a boundary twice in my life. And each time she stopped talking to me for six weeks, um, both times, interestingly enough, I guess six weeks is her, her limit for then when she's like over it, I guess. But the second time I did it, I knew that she was not going to like this. But I knew that in order for me to be a sovereign mother, a sovereign adult, in order for me to break that programming of, I am just this little girl who doesn't have any authority or sovereignty in my own life. I knew that there was a moment where my mom was saying something to my daughter that I just was like, we don't say that to our kids. Like, please don't talk about that kind of stuff to my kids. Um, and so that was a really hard thing that I did that I didn't want to, by the way, I did not want to do that, but because of my own values and principles about what's important for me in my life, I did the hard thing and she didn't talk to me for six weeks and that was really painful and hard. Um, so by the way, a lot of times when you do do hard things, painful things like set boundaries with other people really be prepared for other people not to like it. Um, you know, it's not that they're jerks, it's that they're human and and nobody likes being given a boundary, you know? Another thing that I did recently that I did not want to do, that was very hard, caused a lot of discomfort, still does, is I broke a friendship that I had had for a few years that in the beginning felt good and then over time just didn't. It was a little abusive, a little one-sided. Um, yeah. And so I didn't have to let her know like, hey, I'm kind of not really happy and I'm sort of exiting left of this friendship. I didn't have to do that, but I did it because it was me standing up for me, right? Everybody has their all their own stuff. There's definitely a undercurrent of friendships and relationships in my life. That is one of my big lessons here on earth to live. And I say this with no, you know, no shame. Everybody has their own stuff. Um, for me, it's definitely around friendships. And so I am now in a season of my life, right? This comes back to what I was saying about what is the end goal? What is the end goal? Why are you doing this? Right? My end goal is for me to be someone that is surrounded by people that love me and uplift me and really honor and appreciate who I am at my core. Someone that I, I want to be around people that I don't need to pretend that I'm like anyone else or like I f pretend like I'm them. I don't want that. And I deserve that. And I have done enough work on myself to know that I deserve that. It exists because I desire it. My job is to be a match for it. So in order to be a match for it, I had to let go of this friendship. And it was really hard, but it was the right kind of hard.
It was the right kind of discomfort. And even when I see this person, every time I do, I'm like giving myself a little prayer inside. I'm holding space for my inner child who's really feeling kind of rejected and left out. I'm doing all of that. And although it's hard and uncomfortable and definitely provides a lot of discomfort, it's part of my growth. It's part of my journey because I know it's not always going to feel hard. It's just feeling hard because it's just been a few months. But I know that down the road and down the line, you know, I'm going to be in a much better place because I chose me, not because I chose the easy thing to do. And that's kind of what the deal is here with choosing to do hard things, choosing to take on things that might feel a little uncomfortable is that it's not always going to be hard. It's not always going to be feel uncomfortable. But if you have this vision for yourself to be happy and free and vibrant and abundant and expansive and loved and all these different things, well, you kind of need to be willing to let go of the parts of you that are not in alignment with that. And that's the part that can sometimes feel hard. Um, I'm trying to think of some more examples of when it's the right kind of hard. Um, Let me give you an example. Oh, here's a great example is I don't talk to my in-laws anymore. Um, Well, my mother-in-law I do, but she, um, yeah, she is not super responsive just because of dementia and things like that. But I I, I talk to her and love her. Um, My father-in-law, I haven't talked to in over two years. Yeah. And obviously that was a very hard decision for me to make. You know, it really disrupted, um, you know, get togethers and Sunday football and Thanksgiving and it did, but it was the right kind of hard because of my ultimate vision for who I am and my life is I am a sovereign person. I am loved. I am good. I am lovable. I am easy to love, right? And being in that environment with my father-in-law and his um, girlfriend and, and their family over 13, it took me 13 years to get there. But it once I was able to allow myself to be in the discomfort of what the truth was and the truth was being in that environment was very unhealthy for me. It was very toxic. Um, you know, lots of enabling going on with really bad behavior. And it wasn't something that I wanted my daughters to grow up and think, oh, that's how I will be treated by my family. Or that's how my in-laws should treat me. And this is normal. Like, no, I did not want that for them. And in fact, I wanted them to see, wow, mommy loves herself so much. And mommy really respects herself so much that she removed herself from a situation where she was being treated very, very poorly. That was a very hard thing that I did. And after two years of, of having no communication, I mean, I'm, I am so, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so, um, settled and really firm and what's the word I'm looking for? just really firm and settled and grounded in the decision that I made to cut that, to to have that boundary, to cut that off with those people. 
and you know, my husband obviously still sees them. And I told them from the jump, when all of this happened, I said, you are more than welcome to see your granddaughters. I will never get in the way of that. Like, I'm just not going to be coming around because this is abusive and it's unhealthy. Um, so that felt really good for me, but it was very hard. It was a very hard thing to do. It really was. Um, yeah. So to kind of bring this back for you, you really want to ask yourself some questions, right? It's like, what are you working on? What is the thing that you know in your heart is, you know, kind of like your next um, evolution, your next step. And this is more like for your personal growth, right? I'm not talking about money or business or anything like that. Although <laughs> I'll give you some examples with money. If if you're somebody who's made a budget and now, you know, you're living your life and you can't have that coffee from Starbucks because you made a budget, that's the right kind of hard. Like that sucks. It's hard. It's uncomfortable to not be able to spend your money how you want. But again, what is your ultimate goal? If your ultimate goal is to save money and your ultimate goal is to have this thing, then doing that hard thing in the moment is what's necessary. And it's actually good for you. It's actually good for you. This is a lesson that I had to learn and still am learning over and over and over for years and years and years. Because I came from this mindset that like, you know, um, depriving yourself of anything, all it is bad for you. And it just makes you, um, you know, it just brings you into this level of consciousness where like everything sucks and it's so horrible and da, 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 da. But that was a very immature, <laughs> childish way of looking at budgeting. Um, and I've learned, I've grown up from that. You know, if you are married and you guys are just doing that whole roommate thing, ships passing through the night, never talking to each other, just kind of like, you know, giving each other five words at breakfast or dinner. And like, that's the end of it. You know, it might be easy to do that, right? Because it's, it doesn't, it's just what is, it's just, you're living your life. Your husband's living his life. The kids are doing their thing. And you're just kind of in this, um, you know, autopilot, right? A lot of people do this and it, it, it's not hard. It's, it just is what it is. What is hard is to sit down with your husband and be like, Hey, I, we need to really connect. We need to make an effort here. We need to plan dates. We need to fuck. If you need to plan sex, like if you, that's hard, it's, it's not easy to have those conversations, especially if you have a partner that doesn't like to talk about these things. Like I get that, but that's the right kind of hard. Because you know what's even harder? Divorce <laughs> or one of you cheating because you just, there's been no connection. So these are all examples of what's the right kind of hard, what's the wrong kind of hard. But the, the message here is the questions you want to ask yourself are, like I was saying, what is it that I'm doing? Like what in this moment of your life, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to ask yourself, what are you working on right now? What internal part of yourself, what emotional part, what inner work are you working on? What are you aware of the traumas that you're trying to heal? Like, what are you working on? Right. And then really create for yourself, then really identify what it is that you want for yourself in that regard. 
So let's imagine you're wanting to heal, you know, your inner child. Okay. So awesome. You want to heal your inner child. So the end goal is that you have a relationship with your inner child. You have allowed that inner child to express what they need and what's been going on. And you've actually sat and felt the stuff that happened as a kid that you've kind of stuffed down, like, right. This is the end goal for someone who is really healing their inner child. And so when you're living your life and things happen, you get to ask yourself, is doing this hard thing, is leaning into this discomfort going to help me get to my ultimate outcome, which is I am somebody who is in touch with my inner child. I'm healing my inner child. We have a great relationship, right? Or is it not? And so that's the question you really want to ask yourself. I also would ask yourself, because here's the thing about the right kind of hard and discomfort is the ego can be extremely tricky. And I'm going to give you an example right now. I have a client that I'm working with who is growing a network marketing business. I am really coaching her on that. And I asked her, you know, in one of our first sessions, what is it that you think you need to do in order to grow this business? Because there's obviously there's like a, you know, a list of 10, 15 things that across the board in network marketing or really any type of sales you need to do every day. It's like, boom, boom, boom. You want to reach out to people. You want to share, like whatever. But I asked her, you know, what is it of all of these things that you can do? What do you think is going to be the most powerful for you? And we did this whole meditation where I brought her in. She met with her, um, her, her higher self. Her higher self really kind of gave her the codes that she needed. The codes meaning the specific intelligence for her and her unique way of moving through this world. That's what a code is when I talk about it in this way. And for her, what she came up with was going live on her social media at least three times in a week, talking about the products, talking about you know her mission and, and why she's doing this. Um, and that came through her, okay? So I checked in with her about a week later, and I said, and I actually went on her social I did not see any lives and I checked in with her and I said, Hey, what, what's going on? You know, you, you said you were going to do three lives and she's like, Oh, you know, I just, I don't know. She's like something, it just feels too hard. It's, it just feels so uncomfortable. And now here's an example where your brain, your ego is going to tell you that the hard thing means it's bad, means it's out of alignment, means it's not right for you. Now, the reason why I know that's bullshit for this particular client is because we had done an entire meditation and journaling practice and the wisdom of going live three times came through for her through this very expansive, open, um, trusting place. And the excuses of not going live were coming from fear. I don't know what to talk about. I feel like nobody's going to care. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. She was like, I just, I just don't have anything to talk about. I don't know what to talk about. And I'm like, what, whatever, like make a list of things to talk about and then talk about it. So that was a moment where the mind told her that this kind of hard, this kind of discomfort is bad. But really, she needed to use discernment. 
And the discernment in that moment was, is that really true? Is it really true that this discomfort and this hard means it's bad? Or is this discomfort and this feeling of hard trying to protect me from doing the thing I need to do in order to grow? Because that's how the ego works. The ego wants to protect the mind. So the ego will tell you, don't do that. Don't go to the gym. Don't eat fresh fruits. Don't eat, you know, don't spend money on vegetables. You know, you can get it from here. Like that's what the mind tells you because it's trying to keep you safe. And what it's trying to keep you safe from is the unknown. And the unknown is typically what your dream is. The unknown is typically the highest, most, most beautiful, realized version of yourself. The ego doesn't know what it's going to be like when she's successful. So the ego's like, no, 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 we're not going to do anything that's going to make you successful. We need to stay in this really comfortable, safe place of not doing anything to grow our business because the ego knows that. The ego knows the suffering that she's currently in and is okay with that because it knows it. Does this make sense? So even when I say the ego's trying to protect you and keep you safe, it's usually not from anything that is actually dangerous. It's usually trying to protect you from growing and from becoming what it is that you truly want to become. So we need to learn discernment. We need to know when the mind is tricking us into saying, oh, this is the bad kind of hard or no, 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 I don't need to do that. And the ego is so tricky and smart and will really convince you that you don't need to do that thing that's hard and dis- and uncomfortable. You know, for me, the kind of hard and discomfort that isn't good that I don't do is um like p- people pleasing, right? It it's easy to people please for me. Like of course, I think of most women it's like we're just trained to do that. What's difficult is disappointing people. What's difficult is standing in your truth and trying not to worry about what other people think about you. That's really hard. And that's the right kind of hard you want to lean into. But the wrong kind of hard is going to keep you in the same place that you're in right now when you're someone who has personal growth goals and things like that. So to wrap this conversation up, there are times in your life where hard and uncomfortable things are not good for you are unhealthy, are dangerous, are red flags. We need to know when is a red flag a red flag and when is my ego telling me that it's a red flag, but really it's the actual kind of discomfort and hard that I want to lean into. And then there's the kind of hard and discomfort and uncomfortableness that we want to lean into. And it might feel hard and uncomfortable at first, But I promise it really does transcend and alchemize. And pretty soon that hard, uncomfortable thing now is just where you are. I'll give you one more example just because they keep popping into my mind. But meditation. Meditation is fucking hard and uncomfortable. (laughs) Very hard and uncomfortable, right? Just sitting there with your eyes closed, focusing on your breath, noticing the thoughts coming in, releasing them without getting attached to them or believing them or following them through like a crazy spiral thought train, right? That's hard. It really is. Showing up every single day to my altar and sitting there and believing 
that the the life and the business and the and the vision that I have for myself is here when it's not is hard. It's hard, right? When I say it's not, I mean it hasn't yet manifested in the 3D, right? But it's here. It's here because I believe that I'm I'm a, I'm the person that can bring that to fruition. And so what it takes is believing in something that hasn't happened yet. That's really hard. It's so hard to do that most people don't fucking do it. Great example is becoming debt-free, right? If you have a mindset that's like, we're in debt and we can't do anything until we pay off this debt and this is the the chain that's around our ankle and this is the weight that keeps us down and we have no choices because we're debt-free, that mindset is very easy to have. It's so fucking easy to have that mindset because that's, you know, you, you look at the, the number on a bill, you, you see what it is in actual tangible 3D and you're just like, well, there you go. That's it. That's just it. You know, what's really fucking hard is to know that you have debt, but to live and believe in your heart that you are totally free, that you are debt free that you are free spiritually and emotionally, that you are free to create and do whatever you want. That's really hard to do when you know that in the 3D world, you've got debt to pay, right? So that's the kind of hard that you want to lean into. Oh gosh, my dog. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of hard that you want to lean into is the kind of hard where I'm sorry, guys, there's no way to stop her. It's the kind of hard that requires you to believe in something that isn't there yet. That's the kind of hard and discomfort that I choose to lean into. So I really hope this conversation was illuminating and that you really can ask yourself, where in your life are you allowing things to be easy when you could choose the right kind of hard for yourself, the right kind of discomfort? And where in your life are you leaning into hard things and, and uncomfortable things that are not good for you? And it's gonna be different for everyone. I would love to hear what it is that you discovered. If you would be so glad to send me a message on Instagram, I'm at when hustle meets flow. And if this message inspired you, please share it on your social. Love you.